Brown Now Brown Cow. Yo, 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 ha ha, yeah, yeah, now into the square, triple one one, you got your man, the Italian stallion, Mr. Sunny O, now with me, he's one of the most accurate mass shooters of all time, because every load's a headshot, my man shooter, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful on this great day, man, every day above ground's a good day, am I right? That's right, sir. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Square Circle 101 or hit us up on Instagram, I, I guess IG at Square Circle 101 or hit us up on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. What's the difference between Instagram and IG? What, what, what is, I don't know. What, I, I, I could have saved three seconds. Well, I lost 10 when I could have saved three if I had just called it IG. So <laughs> All right. next time we'll so, learn. So, sometimes I just wonder about your logic, man. And it's usually terrible, but uh, I wanted to know because I was intrigued. But <laughs> usually it was nothing. I hope they study my brain when I'm gone, because people need to know. Like Dahmer? Maybe. You're up there with him? Hey. Uh, <laughs> One of the greats. <laughs> One of the greats still. In his field. In his field. <laughs> he's, on that, he's on that Mount Rushmore, I guess, or, or Tombstone of Rushmore, or whatever you want to call it. Oh, God. Uh, All right. We will be start, back we're, again. We're starting I, up. I bet you everybody had a little PTSD when they didn't see an episode drop, but now we're back. So That was my fault. I apologize. I had a, I had a busy week, busy weekend, though, but... Uh, I promised you guys. I promised you guys we're back. Well, we promised you guys that we're back, and then we're going to continue to give you what we love and what we do, and also, uh, of course, our our educational opinions yes, on the sweet science of what is called boxing. That's right. How we win it. If you don't have self discipline, you're not in control of your own life. Ooh, that's facts for everybody. Bruh, delayed gratification. Delayed gratification is one of the main components to excelling in life, man. I believe it's called edging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yes, yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, ba basically, basically the same, basically the same thing, man. So, yeah. um, uh, I believe I'm a, pro I'm a key component to, I've, I've done that. No. And I know exactly where it is. And it's Adam like, it's one of those one steps back, two steps forward type yeah. thing. Adam Crow has one of these weird jokes. It's, it's, it's funnier if he says it, of course, but he said, basically, society was designed to contain men and keep them from rape and murder. That's that's basically all it is. You by giving them structure, discipline, showing things to strive for, because if not, you mm -hmm. get Genghis Khan, Mongolia. Just um, just tearing through stuff. There's another guy that I like. His name is uh Jordan Peterson. I love he Jordan said, Peterson. Jordan Peterson is dope. He said he said what everybody should be everybody should be like uh like having your not even your your masculinity, mm -hmm. having it dumbed down. Yeah. He's like, no, you should be enraged or mm -hmm. as violent as yeah. possible yeah and then be able to control that mm -hmm. like what do they say it's better yeah. to be a yeah. warrior in the garden than mm -hmm. a gardener yeah. in a war yep so it's just like those are those are one of those things that i i think about when it comes to that yeah as far as like you should be able to be able to control and contain yes that inner animal yeah. that that instinct that you have that's what he said, and that's, what, that's basically what and we're it, doing that's what he said the most dangerous that's the most dangerous man or whatever that can oh, contain yeah. it and stuff yeah it's just, it, what, did, what did they say the ones that are quiet mm -hmm. those are the ones you watch out for not yes. the loud not the black that's when right. i was a bouncer mm -hmm. it was always the people who couldn't fight mm -hmm. that did pop it and off said the most yeah yeah that's never worry about them as eddie murphy's technique in uh delirious he said it, <laughs> or i think it was raw actually he just said he would always act tough yeah Hey man, yeah. you want some? No, no, no. Mm -hmm. Come on. How are we winning? Man, you.
Oh, one more time. It was a. Uh, if you don't edging. have self-discipline, you're not in control of your own life. That's right. Every man should look up edging, and it makes perfect sense. But I assume that we're all adults here, and you already know. If not, welcome to the 101 and get your lesson here. So let's get into this. We had a couple weekends ago, not last one, because there was no boxing really last weekend. No. We had Anthony Joshua return to the ring. We sure did. With new trainer. Okay. Against Robert Hellenius as a last-minute replacement. Because Dillian White got popped on some PEDs for the second time. And it's funny, too, because Dillian White's one of the most vocal guys who was always accusing Anthony Joshua. Of PEDs, right? It's because of his stature, man. He's like you don't see. Well, I think I think uh, a lot of the times, man, and it's well, we with all this history and information that we have in the internet, you know, it's. I don't think it's 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 exposed more, but like you didn't have back in the day when you had the Mike Tyson's, you had the Muhammad Ali's, you Mm -hmm. had you know, the Evander Holyfield's. They they were cut. They looked like it. And so you don't, and that was a typical prototype of a heavyweight boxer or something like that. So when you have, when you have that, you know, they were, you know, you're not talking about PEDs and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Not as much if it it was, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like that was, that was hard work. But so when you have literally Anthony Joshua, who looks like a, just like, he just looked like he is cut from, you know, stone. Or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like he's carved from stone, and he's he's ripped. So I can definitely see it because like, what do most of our heavyweights look like now? You know, you got the Tyson Furies, mm-hmm. you got the Lewis Ortiz's, yeah. the Joe Joyce's, and all this kind of well, these yeah. are these aren't your typical. Your, these heavyweights are trying to do what they can. They're trying to do what they can not to go under two hundred. Yeah, basically, basically. You mean, uh, the Chris Ariolas, mm-hmm. the Andy Ruiz's. We we have a complete different scope of yeah. look of what a heavyweight uh champion or a heavyweight fighter looks like compared yeah. to back in the day too so i mean everybody said and everybody says it now because like a lot of people i think uh get away from hard work so mm-hmm. anytime not outside of boxing anytime that whether it's a lebron or any other type of sports oh he's on steroids because of what their capabilities are and also their physique yeah. as like, well she's only sleeping with him because he's black that's not the tale with oh, that. No, sorry. no, that's right. not that's right. not what I meant. No, I'm just talking about it's most people don't want to put in the work and they think if and then <laughs> people will always project themselves yeah. onto other people. Yes. So it's just like, oh, we, people, you're on steroids because you look yeah. like that. I yeah. could look like that if I put in the work, but no, you're on steroids. It's like when my coworker told me, she said, oh, my dog gets anxiety. I'm like, your dog gets anxiety. Every dog has anxiety. Mm-hmm. Your dog doesn't have no separation, separation anxiety. They have no concept of time, too. So if you're gone for five minutes, they think it's five years. Yeah. So like, so don't put your separation anxiety on the, do- on, on the dog. No, right? correct. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Well, Anthony Joshua being shredded. Shout out to the Nordic Viking taking this short notice. But um, it, it, in the results that I know Anthony Joshua def- definitely wanted. This is, probably, this is probably one of the first KTFs, KTFOs we could talk about, I think, this year. And I do, and I actually probably should uh, go back into the crates. I probably won't, but mm-hmm. um, try to see where we have our list of KTFOs. But it is it he, he did he got the, he got the knockout. What was it? What round was it? I want to say six or seven. Yeah, seventh round. He yeah. got the seventh round KO. What did you think about his performance? Gun shy, little gun shy. I thought um, you you he has a new trainer. So anytime you get a new trainer, it's really hard to tell because they. They're trying to drill in some new methods, mm-hmm. and if there's, I would assume if a trainer's trying to add to your repertoire, not necessarily try to change your repertoire too much. 
So, but you see him, I, I thought he was thinking too much, trying to listen versus letting his natural ability go and let, hoping the training kicks in. So, you know, I started golfing, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then I, I, got a, I got a baseline for where I'm at and it's still trash. Yes. But then the more and more I play with different people, the more and more I get different tips and tidbits. Which is and how it's, you do it. Well, it's how you do it, but mm -hmm. then also it kind of throws off the foundation of what I'm trying to do as well. So mm -hmm. it's like, this is how I learned, but now I'm tweaking everything else and it's going to have like a domino effect for the most part. Because sometimes it doesn't add, sometimes it does hinder. It may enhance or it'll hinder depending on, you know, what kind of foundation you have too. So like, it's definitely could be one of those. How many of those conversations on the golf course started with, are you supposed, are you supposed to be here? Uh... <laughs> You know what, Tiger Wood, I think, pretty much broke it open, too. So, nice. and it's like, you know, and more play black people are getting, you know. Half Asian. We, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> well, until you get pulled over by the police and you're going to jail. So yeah, right? Is, <laughs> no, uh -huh. um, I think, um, so that could be one of those things. Yeah. It's just like having a trainer, depending on what he adds or takes away. Um, we always talk about this, and you bring it up more more times than anything else. Robert Delaney is taking us on short notice. Those are always dangerous fighters. Those are the most dangerous ones. I thought Anthony Joshua's performance was trash. I wasn't impressed by any means. No, um, not not even a not even a little bit. Now I, I'll grant you, I'll grant you the um, the slack of you fought a different fighter who you were training for mm -hmm. differently. But this is the reason why we talk about you know it separates the, greatness. Well, what separates greatness, but also um, you know the few boxers that we have that actually impose their will on everybody else. Yeah. If you have an excellent game plan, or if you are a dominant fighter, you can impose your will on almost everybody and do what you need to get done. And it doesn't matter what they do. So it doesn't matter what fighter it is, mm -hmm. you be able to impose your will on there. But um, I thought. This was this kind of had me a remnant, uh, reminiscent of uh, when he fought uh, Klitschko. Mm -hmm. When he fought Klitschko, and it was just like it could have went either way without the yeah. knockdowns. Could have went either way. Um, I, I just didn't like. I didn't like his performance, but mm -hmm. the outcome is what you said. He won. He won. But what he did have, he did have the bang bang, the knockout. Yeah. He did have the knockout, That's... which he wanted to. But like honestly, they got to be happy with the win. Bad. Mm -hmm. with it. Displeased with the performance, obviously. Yeah. And, and but there's 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 enough. The best thing for them is that there's enough film. They can look in to see what went wrong in this fight. But now, I personally, I I think Anthony Joshua's broken. I think Usyk broke him. I think he broke him. I don't, I don't think he can. He I don't think he'll get a he'll he might get another title shot. Oh, he'll get he'll get another title shot just because I don't think he's getting any more titles again. Just because like it depends who he faces. It, it's good that we have okay. You got. Outside of Usyk, who just came up to heavyweight not too many years yeah. ago, and then you got Tyson Fury, who had to draw. All the fight. Well, you got Big Baby. Is Big Baby mm -hmm. still undefeated? Yeah, Jared Anderson. Yeah, nineteen yeah. and nineteen. Yeah. No, Jarrell Miller. Jarrell Miller. We ain't seen him. I don't even think yeah, he's ever gonna fight yeah, again. Yeah. So, but we got we got Jared Anderson. Yeah. Um, but the thing about that is, most of the heavyweights have losses. Mm -hmm. So they shouldn't be scared to fight each yes. other. I think yes. they I think that'll be I think that is a good thing still. Mm -hmm. And um but as for one of my uh as far as his performance though, and when you're saying he's you don't think I think he'll get championship I think he'll get another championship quality fights. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, you know I'm you know I'm big on quotes. I loved uh Iron Man two when um uh Mickey Rourke he said, What happens what happens if you can make God bleed, mm. there'll be blood in the water and the sharks will come. Mm -hmm. 
And then so That's when cold. you when oh That's yeah cold. yeah so, but when you so when you see Anthony Joshua yeah you got the knockout but I saw a lot of weakness in mm -hmm. there yeah yeah and then so people people are you know whether it's Dark you know you saw you saw Andy yeah. Ruiz beat him but you know now Deontay Wilder's like hey you He's know it'll chomping. put me back oh you got it you got to be when you see right when you now, see something bro. like this we see a performance like this I'm like I'm glad you brought that up you have you have somebody like that I'm like that's your performance like yeah then you look at yourself. I lost to Tyson Fury, a boxer, a boxer in who mm -hmm. I put out. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Andy, Anthony Joshua was nowhere near anybody like the Gypsy, uh, yeah, Gypsy, the Gypsy King. King. Yeah. And then so I think Deontay Wilder, I think uh, somebody like that, what, which we've been talking about this fight for years. years. For me, even before the Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence, we've been talking about this matchup. And I still want to see it. This is that's exactly I where I'm going I still want to still wanna see it. That's why I was going to go next exactly because now Deontay Wilder needs a fight soon. Right. Yeah. He's been out the ring for far too long. Anthony Joshua. To this day. <laughs> he needs to figure out. I think he needs to test himself also. I think both sides, hopefully they can come to the middle because mm -hmm. right now this is the best time I think they have for them to make a fight. Mm -hmm. as to, to make it big enough to pay-per-view even. You can still get a pay-per-view out of that. Easy. You have a you have a good enough undercard? Yes. yes. I, I mean, I think, you know, under undefeated, I think that's that makes mm -hmm. bigger headlines and bigger news. And of course and of course this is a this is a two names that are big yeah. enough to warrant a yeah. heavyweight championship uh, fight that will be for pay-per-view. But you have a great undercard, and then I have no problem paying for that. Yeah, if I was Matchroom and PBC, I would contact each other right now, and I would try to capitalize on it because I think it's the best thing. I, I don't think they're, these two are too far along for any more build-up to fight. Mm -hmm. You need to make it happen, or else you're going to miss the window, probably lose out on millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because either yeah. way, yeah, you. Th because this is still, not, a, this is, is still fight. This is a still fight. It's not there's Luis Ortiz, or you got to go through these young guys like Daniel Dubois, who this other guy who's got a fight rematch coming up with uh, Zhang Zhang. I can't think of his name right now. He was another British dude who's supposed to be big. So we'll see what happens with that, because there's no other big names in the heavyweights. Not really making any noise outside of Jared Anderson. Let me see. And, and I don't not, think either one of these guys want to face Jared Anderson. Not making any noise. Let me see what we got up here. Because big baby. The real big baby, <clears throat> being what is it? He's nineteen wins and nineteen KOs or something. There's only two fighters right now with perfect so records. Yeah, you like got that. Dylan White, Joseph Parker, Joe Joyce. Mm -hmm. You know these. Are, these guys Otto are all Wallen, now. Just, these are just names that we're throwing out yeah. out there. And they've been Jared around Anderson. the block now for a minute. Mm -hmm. They're still they're still they're fight. still they're still, they're, still they're still fights. They're still relevant. They're still fights. They're still relevant. Okay. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Outside of because like. Luis Ortiz, I'm pretty sure he's retired from boxing. If not, he probably needs to retire. He's 75 years old. And then I don't want to see a third fight with him and Andy Ruiz. Really don't care. No. Anthony Joshua, no? No. Deontay Wilder, definitely. I, I would love to see Jared Anderson fight either one of them, but I don't think I don't think they want it, and I'm not 100% Jared Anderson's ready for Deontay Wilder at least. Yeah. I, I think he's ready for Anthony Joshua. I, I, Deontay Wilder, I don't know. That's, that's you know what? Hey, and like... Just foreshadowing, say mm -hmm. that fight did happen. I see Deontay Wilder winning. That gives Jared Today. Anderson another mm -hmm. uh, a loss, and then we got should be able to mix it up with the yep. rest of the with the rest of the heavyweights and exactly. stop trying to protect these zeros. Not saying that's what Jared Anderson does, but nah, he's he can only fight who they put in front of him. Not everybody knows to take the Mayweather route, mm -hmm. but we'll see that things will change. We see it already happening in in the air. So shout out to Anthony Joshua getting that win over the Nordic Viking. Anything else you want to say on this one? Uh, well, it was kind of like what you just said, like taking the Mayweather route. Did mm -hmm. you see what he said uh, recently about that? About what? He talked, he, um, and this isn't verbatim, but he basically talked about how uh, 
he, he was like, I had losses. I had losses in the amateurs mm -hmm. and, you know, all that. And, and, and quite he kind of, yeah. yeah. And so he, he talked about that, but none as a professional. And I just think that was very ironic that he says that because we know that we've mm -hmm. said that from in hundreds of pre in previous episodes and previous times of us just watching that. But his whole stigma was built around him having that zero. Yeah. So it is just like him protecting that is, I think, what got boxing and boxing's panties in a bunch and yeah. not people not wanting to fight each other. So I just thought that Definitely. was when he said when he said that, I was just like, wow, you're you're the one to talk. And, you know, I love I, mean, I love Floyd. He took quite but, a few L's as an amateur. Didn't he make the Olympic team? Yeah. So that's kind of rough considering, quote unquote, lost in the Olympics yeah. as well, too. Yep. And that's the reason why he turned pro. But I, I think uh I think I think eventually, you know, we'll get back to the days once this wave of fighters, I mm -hmm. think, gets out of the the earlier people losing their career and then yep. they realize it's not over or it makes them work harder. I think we'll I think we'll get back to the people having We're multiple losses. We're already seeing it happening now with boxing. Guys that are there's these guys are meeting at the right time when uh -huh. everybody's talking about us of trying to build it up and yeah. taking a chance. It, so it, I mean, cuz it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a greed thing too mm -hmm. as well. It's just like, hey, this is the most money you'll probably ever make in the biggest fight, so on the biggest stage. So yeah. you got to strike while the iron's hot. Who is considered the goat of boxing? Uh, I mean, collectively would be uh, uh, Sugar Ray Robinson because of his record and all that stuff. It's, to the casual fan, Mike Tyson. A lot of people throw Tyson. Today's era is either to say Ali or Tyson. Ali, for right. the most part, was it? Even, but even Tyson, mm -hmm. those five six losses, yeah, a piece, mm -hmm. and you're still considered one of the greatest all things. Yes. Uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, he's in the what? What what was his losses? Because he was up oh, there. He's like, got he like was 105 like, wins. Yeah. He had think, 17 fights in one year. Yeah. yeah. I, I, but I think he's around he's probably like, like 20 like, losses or something like that. Or, or something like that. Here, let's. Yeah, I, I think it's less, it than, less than that for sure. But he has like a crazy record. And, and like I think through five different weight classes or something. Something, something crazy like that. Sugar Ray Robinson. Let's see what we got on here. Yeah, boxing, it's crazy because now that you brought that up, we'll let, while you're looking that up there, we'll segue right into the next fight I want to talk about because it was a rough one to watch for me. Entertaining, very good entertaining fight. I, I recommend people to watch it, and that's uh, Emmanuel Navarrete versus Oscar Valdez. Okay, hold on. Let me see. So, for those who don't know, Emmanuel, spoiler alert, Emmanuel Navarrete won. Um, I don't remember if it's a split decision, unanimous, I'm not okay. sure. Okay, hold on. It was a... Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, 19 losses. Yeah, 174, mm. 174 wins, 19 losses, but 109 KOs. I think you had that. I think yeah. that's what you're saying, yeah. But, that's um, a crazy record, bro. Oh, yeah. So, like, you talk about one of the greatest. So, the first name that you brought up when people, when mm. you said mentioned the greatest, you, you brought up Sugar Ray Robinson, 19 losses. Granted, mm -hmm. it's way before our time and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff yeah. like that, but any aficionado for the, or his for the, I guess the modern era leading into the four-bell era of boxing, it, it would be Muhammad Ali because... And one of the reasons why is because it wasn't he about did. just him. It was it's, his bigger what than he boxing. Did, yeah, he trans mm -hmm. transcended boxing. Yeah, you know, so brought this other attention to it and everything. So and it helped. It paved the way for money and everything on that. Uh huh. And, but it took what? Boxing is over a hundred years now, so it stinks. It was close to a hundred years when he did it. Yeah. So, anyways, Oscar Valdez, what? The house, the house. We picked him. We picked him. He was the favorite. He was the favorite. Um, he's been a house favorite. Big time house favorite. He's Love been, Oscar Valdez. He's been a house favorite. Manuel uh, Navarrete, I always respect him, but just talked about him. Wasn't like big fan. Um, that dude's got some long arms. So, the thing about it is, 
he is like Manu Ginobili. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. is awkward. Yeah. At, at, it, so Ginobili was a left hand, left-handed basketball player, so that's already awkward. But the way that Emmanuel Navarrete was hitting him with angles, like <sighs> having your first first punch, you're usually supposed to be the jab, like to break in. His were uppercuts at mm -hmm. weird, funny angles. Mm -hmm. And then just his overall just size is what really bothered Oscar Valdez. Man. Yeah. And then even when Oscar Valdez was connected, Emmanuel Navarrete never looked like he was in a fight. Yeah, no, it was just because he, he uses his reach so well. Mm -hmm. um, and the angles he took, this fight specifically, reminded me of Manny Pacquiao, um, Prince Nassim Ahmed. Yeah. You can't really, and because he had that huge reach advantage over Oscar Valdez, Oscar Valdez never really found his distance. Couldn't get the jab going. It just got picked apart. Because yeah. when he had success was when he got in the inside, but you got to take, you got to go through a bad neighborhood to get there. Yeah, you got he got you have to go through the bad neighborhood to get there. But then at the same time, he never was in a position to actually hurt him. Yeah, but with the good shots, it just like, it was probably like I I didn't look, I didn't look at the compu box, but it felt like a three to one. Like mm -hmm. you know, you go in there, you get your one shot, and you're getting three, and you're getting three back. And then so and we talk, and you know what? Actually, what I really noticed, you know, who this re fight reminded me of. Watching a uh, Emmanuel fight, he kind of had the uh, not style per se, but he reminded me of Lomachenko with mm. the footwork. As far as you only get one shot, yeah, you're not hitting him in the same place. Mm. You're not getting a combination. Again, yeah. He's not gonna. Be, you're not getting him with a combination. Yeah. You're not hitting him with multiple shots. You hit him once, and that's all you're gonna get. He's moving. He's at angle. He's using his. Did distance. you hear? The, did you hear them when they talk about what his game plan is? No. No game plan. It looked like it. Yeah. It, it looked worked. like it. It, it just looked like I'm going to outwork him. Yeah. I'm going to outwork him. And, and it was just like at that. And, and we, it was funny is like maybe he's going to have to put, uh, I've been on record saying this. I've always betted against Danny Garcia in back in the day. And then the one time I do, he loses. The, the, the one time I do, he he loses. And then so remember we had Isaac Dogbay beaten. Uh, yeah. In Navarrete. Lost twice. And him. we lost, yeah. to, lost to him. So. He he knocked out Jesse Magdaleno, I think or Diego. One, I think it was Diego actually, one of them. But yeah, he's got that weird, awkward, and that crazy reach. Mm -hmm. um, this is one of these things too. Like even walking into it, when you just the confidence Emmanuel Navarrete had is it's one of those things when you, you go, every now and then you come across it was like I know I can beat you. There's no way. Yeah. And that's just domination. Mm -hmm. And I think he just had that mentality immediately with Oscar Valdez. Yeah. And uh, Oscar Valdez too. Coming off that Shakur loss, he looked bad in his last two performances that he did get win, or last performance he got a win in. So now, this is definitely going to mess with his psyche. Oh, um, okay. So. This is at 130? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Or 135. This is at 130. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think it'll mess with his psyche as much just because it's just like one of those things when you look back. All right, I lost to Shakur Stevenson, who's pound for pound one of the best fighters out there now, and you mm -hmm. lost to a, a world champion. You lost to a world champion, so it's just like who only had yeah. you know one, one loss, loss at the time. So uh, I I don't I don't see think that he's gonna have that. It's mm -hmm. just picking your fighters better. You're going you're you're going after a champion. Yes, you're going after a champion. So that has to be in your. It, it, I'm not gonna say it's in your mind that mm -hmm. you're losing, but you're going against a champion. Yeah, and so they didn't get there through. You know, they got there from taking that from somebody, you know, especially, you know, when you don't have the, you know, the you're fighting for a vacated title. But, like, he, 
you have to kind of see or know that these could be coming. This could be a possibility. Like, you know, we talk we as the hot topic still, Terrence Crawford, Earl Spence. Somebody has to win this fight. And then so what that means, mm-hmm. somebody also has to lose. Somebody's got to take that L. Somebody's got to take the L. And then so um, I still love. Who else it, is at 130? Because let's think about Oscar Valdez right now. Everything he's accomplished, if he, assuming that he did everything right financially with what he's made, he shouldn't have to box if he didn't want to. He's got a, he's had a great career. He's got a, he's got his own uh, promotional company, which seems like everybody does nowadays. That's that you gotta you gotta get better than that. You gotta like I, when Terrence Crawford was on Joe Rogan, he talked about he has these benef- he has the businesses that generate income. He doesn't need to box anymore. He has these sources, and the promotional company is just one of those things in it. But I bet you that's not one that generates income. Mm-hmm. So so as I name as I name some of these uh people, like I don't want nobody to jump down my throat. Pause. Without uh, uh, just because uh, you know I'm leaving some people out, you know, but I'm just going with the na- the frequent names that people know. So you know the Lamont Roach, mm-hmm. uh, Oshaki Foster, mm-hmm. um, Hector Garcia, uh, Joseph Cordina. Mm-hmm. We got a uh, Kenichi Ogawa, um, Liam fight. Wilson. What else we got over here? Uh, Who else is at one thirty? Rob, a, Robson Conceso. Yeah, Conceso. And then uh, right right there below it, we got Mick Conlon, 126, who can easily come up. If he continues to fight after his next one coming, whenever that is, he's coming off of two hard losses there. But for Valdez, Manuel Neverete, um, do you think he's going to try to go to 135? Um, I don't see anybody yet. I don't see anybody at uh, 130, 130 that right? I would try to unify. Yeah. I mean, if you're going, if you're big fish in a small pond, do That's that true. while you're do it while you're there. Get to greatness. Do it while yeah. you're there. I don't especially see... if, you, if you're having no problem making one thirty. Why risk mm-hmm. yeah. dominate? Um, one thirty five is deep. One thirty five is heavy, and, and I'm not saying he won't do well in there, but even just you know the Get Devin Haney, the Devin Haney's, the Javante Davis, mm-hmm. Curtis Stevenson, Lomachenko, Isak Cruz, uh, yeah. Dennis Berinchek, you know, mm-hmm. so. Frank Martin. I mean, you got you got a lot of you got a lot of people in there. Yep. So it's just like, as my boy Ahmed would say, "Why go for Mo when you got for show?" <laughs> so, love it. I love it. And so, shout yeah, out to Oscar Valdez and Emmanuel Navarrete for him. Um, it was an entertaining fight, though. It was great. Very it was entertaining. Very, very entertaining fight. fight. It was just I kind of I kind of watching into it. I kind of look like you know Valdez started to come back and win some rounds, but like the writing was on the wall for mm-hmm. a little bit, and I, I thought that he would, I thought that he would eventually lose that, of course, to a, uh, to a unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when fighters don't make excuses for their loss. Yes, yes, yes. He, he, he. Held, Ryan Garcia got so much respect. Yeah, Ryan Garcia, Ryan Garcia got, so, got much so much respect. Um, Earl Spence got the respect for that. Mm-hmm. Um, even Oscar when he fought. When he fought, uh, Floyd. No, not, no, not not Floyd Pacquiao. No, Oscar Valdez. Oh, Oscar Valdez. Yeah, even when, when he, he fought Shakur Stevenson, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, even when he talks about the fight, he was just like, hey, he he didn't run. It was like I I I throw a punch and he wasn't there. Yeah, and he was just like he was like he was just good. He was He's just that good. Distance. And then the same thing, man. You he you give credit when credit's due. Yeah, as you should do in every, in any and all things in all sports. And then so. Um, Oscar Valdez, you're. We talked about this a thousand times on this show. Uh, you should always still get fights, man. You're still a you're still a house favorite. Yeah, we love and I love continue. I would love to see you continue to fight, man. Mm-hmm. You Me too. great record, great great career. 
the former champion. There's some decent fights out there for him too. Oh yeah, there's still there's always going to be fights, man, for somebody like him. He's not oh, yeah. a, he's not a gatekeeper. No, he still he still has a, he still has a lot left. He just he just lost to somebody who was really and, good. And retire from boxing. Don't let boxing retire you. Yes. So um, last week we had the first face off for Canelo versus Charlo. Okay. Um, my first <laughs> my first reaction was like I feel like it was like a white girl when she first dated a black guy. Surprised uh, surprised of the size, you know. Uh, Charlo was a lot bigger than I expected. A lot taller. A lot taller. A lot right? taller. So that's that's good, for, you know, when you're in the ring with him. Mm-hmm. I think Canelo is still going to be the mass bigger man because he's mm-hmm. used to fighting at that size. Yeah. And we'll see how much speed Charlo loses with it. Okay. By going up in weight, but interesting, interesting to see. Um, it moved the money line a little bit too. Canelo's still a favorite, but as soon as they face off, not as heavy of a favorite because of that size difference. So, that size difference. Have you ever seen any of the Charlos? Well, I say any of them like it's a family, but have you seen either one of the Charlos actually use their size when they box? I've seen Jamal fight big, but not often because they're boxing style, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. But for him, the size is not is mainly you got to make sure Canelo doesn't bully you. Yeah, you got to you got to keep him off you. But as far as like you, so you got somebody, him. but as far okay, you're taller, you're longer. You're going to have to do that, but it's just like having them box from the outside. Mm-hmm. Do you think they honestly have that skill? Do you think he has that skill? Do you think Jamel, Jamel, has, Jamel you think does. He, you think he 100%. has that skill to box from he the outside? He can box from the outside. He can, bro- he can do everything. He can now, do everything. This is this this is his greatness. Moment. Okay, but then at the same time, the discipline it takes to do that for 36 minutes. That's another conversation, obviously. Because okay, well, I, I, I mean, guess I could have worded it different. Maybe I would say it was like, Okay, he has the ability to do that. I know that he has the ability yeah. to do that, but the discipline to stay with it and to be patient is a yeah. very patient sport. And realistically, we have one fight that we can compare it to, and that's his uh, fights against Castaño. Are the only two times where he's really had to show patience? Yeah. And and you know, fight through the fire. But that's it. Other than that, he's never really had that big of challenges. I think Tony Harrison was uh, awkward. Yeah. And. The only other hype fight was which, Lubin. Which we still think he won that fight. We do. With the first Definitely one, of course. Do. Yeah, Definitely we still do. think we, he won that one. Um, Canelo seems to have his PBC map, mapped out. He knows exactly who he's fighting his next two fights after uh, this. I've been in this game for years. Yeah. It's made me an animal. Like you, you should have it mapped out, yeah. dude. You're you're the face of boxing, mm. whether people like to admit That's it or why not. Shout out to you Pacquiao, are, bro. You are the... You are the uh, you are the draw. Mm-hmm. You are the money maker. So all that kind of stuff like that. You're gonna have a plan. Yeah. You're he's he's done it all. He mm-hmm. Floyd said it. He said he's earned his right to be able to pick his fights, as yep. Floyd did before. Mm-hmm. He we we talked about it. We earned talked it. about this with Oscar De La Hoya, the way he's doing it. He we showed him a blue he showed him a blueprint mm-hmm. and this is how you make your exit. You're gonna we're gonna cash out, we're gonna retire before the sport retires you. Yep. And then we're gonna have we're gonna have an exit strategy, and we're gonna make as much money as we can on the way out. You should have this mapped out. He'll be able to retire in his mid thirties. Like he could have retired already just right. from the money that yeah. he made. But but yeah, just having these deals, he's he's, <laughs> he's in a, charge and he's in control. You don't want to end up like uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Senior, where you're you know fighting professional fights at eighty years old with headgear on, with your son as a co-main event. So <laughs> be right with that money there. Now, let me ask you this: with what's out there, and we know he's got three fights. Do you think he made the right decision to fight Eddie Charlo first? Yes. Right. Now, he says he wants to fuck up both brothers. I think they... As Phrasing he, or language? Language, I'm sorry. Language. Um, I think he wants to mess them both up, mainly because 
his English has gotten a lot better. So I think now he's going backlog, seeing some of the things people said. Yeah. And he's like, okay, that's cool. Now he's learning slang. Because like when he got into it with Caleb Plant at the thing, he said, hey, come right here. And he called him a mofo. He took it literal because he has training yeah. for English, not slang. Anyway, but I, I um, do you think this was the right decision for the first fight with the PBC? Yeah, because I don't think you, you fought at 168. You fought at 175. Mm -hmm. Out of all the people they have on there in yeah. the roster. You, you, you fought at 175. So you have a big name. Mm -hmm. so, and, and this is Canelo. Now, like, I'm, not, I'm not speaking for him, but, and I'm not making an excuse. So, but you have a big name, yep. so that's going to be the draw. You got somebody who's smaller than you, so who fights smaller? Anyway. Who fights smaller yeah. than you? So you don't think there's going to be that big of a that big of a threat? You should be able to take that mm -hmm. take that punch. There, I don't think there's going to be a somebody who hasn't fought in a while. Mm -hmm. So you have these things lining up, and it's just like, hey, Both this is, too, yeah. So, yeah. So this should be like, hey, this is. It's not going to be easy. I'm not going to mm -hmm. say that. I'm not going to be say it's you know he's going to mop up. Who knows though? Mm -hmm. But you know what? Do, what do I know? I thought yeah. Terence Crawford Earl Spence was going to be a close fight, and it wasn't. But yes. you you have all these factors, and it's just like why not? It doesn't seem like that's a big of a risk for Canelo to take because you because you still have because no matter what you can't Canelo's way past the point of mm -hmm. fighting just anybody. Mm -hmm. They had there has to be a name attached to him. There has to be a track so record. There has to be a legacy. Yeah, a legacy. We talk about when we talk about Floyd. We talk. What do they say? Who has he fought? So when you look at when it, so when you look at you know even when you look at Gabe Rosado's record, mm -hmm. wins or losses, those are impressive names. Yeah, that's one of the best. So when you go down into history books and you pull those books off the shelf and you're looking at their record, mm -hmm. you're like, man, oh, he so and so everybody. he fought everybody. You're not gonna. You, there's only so much asterisks you're mm -hmm. gonna have around somebody's career. It's like, yep. well, he came up when he did he did this and he could have. So yeah. the the catch weight and all this kind of stuff. No, the names are the names. Mm -hmm. The names are the names, and that's who he fought. So, yes, I think he made a great business decision and boxing decision for himself. I think I think he takes out both Charlos and ends on David Benavidez. A lot of people doesn't believe that, but I think that's how he ends. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. Now, speaking of Jermel, um, I was just uh, I was leading off of this and something else now because Jermel Charlo got stripped of the WBO. Okay. Now, they've always, I, I, I watched him on The Breakfast Club, and I, apparently he's always had some things, issues with Everybody them. do not watch The Be Breakfast Club for any boxing information no, no. on their opinion. If they're interviewing somebody, keep it at the interviews and don't leave it at their opinions. Yes, and this is what Jermel Charlo said his, his relationship is with the WBO. They've always had troubles with him. They're always forcing him to take these, some of these mandatories when they know what's up. Now, it's been stripped, and it's going to be up for grabs now for Tim Tazu versus Brian Mendoza is the name, is the fighter. Now, even, <laughs> even after this, so this is where politics happens with boxing because we know Terrence Crawford, he, um, he said to Owen Rogan that he wants his next fight for all the belts. Now, boxing doesn't let, like to let that happen because these sanctioning no. bodies don't want to let that happen. No, you can't let that happen because you lose out on money. Because now you're like, anytime, anytime, yeah. anytime you unify... A title, that's less championship fights yeah. that you're gonna have. So every fight that you have with that person, that's for all the belts instead of having the one at a time and where we can do tournaments. Yeah, like not necessarily tournaments, but you can have multiple championship fights against each other. I think it was Jamel and Terence Crawford. They're like, "What's the best belt to have?" They go, "The ring belt." I said, "Why? Because it's it's free." Yeah, <laughs> it's free. It doesn't cost yeah. any money. Ring magazine. Yeah, and that's I agree because mm -hmm. that's the Bible of boxing. It's got historic with it. But this is all the setup of Tim Tazu versus. This is in hopes that they set up a fight with Terrence Crawford versus Tim Tzu. I hate your transitions. Sorry. 
the mint leaf is coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I still want to because we haven't we we haven't even talked. Okay, we talked about the face off, but there is more things that I wanted to okay. uh, discuss with that. Um, one, did you see what Terrence Crawford said about it? No. And uh, he said, he said the fight's going to sell itself, and I see you're learning something from me as far as letting your boxing abilities do the talking. Mm -hmm. I said everything. This is the most humble I've ever seen Charlo in a press conference or before a fight. Do you think he's you think he's matured, or do you think he may be a little shook? Shook. The lights. I don't want to say. I don't want to say scared, yeah, yeah. but. It's yeah, yeah. like you don't poke the bear. Like, did did you notice that, or was it just me? I, I I did notice that. I did notice that not being loud, because that's what he does. Yeah, he's he's he is a less brash but just as vocal Adrian Broner, when it comes to, you know, whether it's selling a fight. He's like, hey, I'll take your head off to this and this and that. The mm -hmm. uh, the they because they get into it with so much many people like outside of boxing, yeah. whether it's you know a ring walk or whether it's yeah. you know whether well, it's Caleb Plant in yeah. the back and all this kind of stuff like that too. But now you're face-to-face -face with a guy that you're going to be fighting, and then now just, hey, yeah, yeah. how you doing? It's a respectful handshake well, and all this kind of stuff. It's like, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I think I think he goes to when, remember when they asked him, um, Andre Ward, what do you do if Canelo calls you out? He won't do that. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. I think Canelo's at that point now too where you just don't talk smack to him. Like, you just don't because – First, at first, we'd be like, "What's the like?" Floyd said, "What's the point?" He's, he doesn't understand English, right? Yeah. Well, he speaks English now. Yeah. But it's also he's done enough in the ring to know this will come back and bite you. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. It will we, come back and bite hey, you. Hey, and you know, until something else, until something else happens, uh, I'm gonna keep bringing it up. Like Crawford and Earl Spence, you have to pay <laughs> for everything that you was leading that, that was leading up receipts, onto this bro. so yeah. it's just like whatever you said whatever you done yeah. you're making me wait this 2019 hey, uh. I, <laughs> hey it, it really is like that yeah. man hey what did Pac say i ain't a killer but no push me yeah revenge is like the sweetest joy man <laughs> yeah, so it's so so once you do get into that position it's just like oh yeah i'm gonna make you pay i think jamel charlo also understands like what i said i've always predicted him to be top five pound for pound but i think for him to would you give him, let's say, if he beats Canelo, would you give him credit as number one pound for pound fight over, over Charlo? No. I mean, over Crawford? No. He did, did the exact same thing, though. Undisputed, two divisions. No. I still wouldn't. Okay. No, there's no wrong answer, nope, obviously. Nope. I, 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 I'm, I, I agree with I, you I, on I this one. I still wouldn't. And. I think resume. And then, so, I am a, uh, I'm a firm believer in, uh. Agree to disagree, mm -hmm. and this is one of those things that not necessarily we're agreeing to disagree. I can't explain why. I don't have a. I don't have a. And as far as you know, because I've seen, I've seen this argument when it, whether it was with like Jordan and LeBron. It's like you can only go stats so far, and it's just like the eye test. No, just yep. the eye test. When I look at both of those, I'm not putting. I would not put Jermel over Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford. No. Yeah. And also, he does have a loss. Yeah. So yeah, true. I get. That's I, true. I get. I'll throw that out there. He yeah. has a loss. Little you look. Right you there. lost <laughs> to yeah. Tony Harrison. Tony Harrison. The bro. guy sounds like a dude who works at the airport. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> With a name like Tony Harrison. Harrison, where mm -hmm. you at? Right. All right. Ship WBO. Now, how, then, how are we doing on time? We're like halfway through. Oh, okay. okay. Good. We got a couple things here. All right. Well, real quick, how do you feel about Tim Zizou versus Terrence Crawford? Do you think they're going to go that route? Try to get Terrence to. 
I think Terrence wants all belts. I don't I know if he's, he's going to step aside for one nah, WBL belt. Nah, he's. I don't think that. I don't think Terrence wants that. He's. He knows he's going to try to get paid. And then the thing is, what do we talk about after he, the Earl Spence? How hard it is going to get a fight? So yeah, Tim. It's. It's. I don't think. I don't think Tim wants that. I. I. I don't think Canelo would take a Crawford Canelo fight because he he mentioned it on Rogan recently. He said that, it, yeah. He said it's lose-lose for him. Yeah. It's the okay. same way and Terrence Crawford said it I about agree. Gervonta. It's lose-lose. I, I yeah. agree. I agree. 100% on that one. Now, let's take a quick... Uh, one, one quick thing yes. on that, though. Uh, it's funny, too, because, like, you know, with all the talk about Terrence Crawford saying he'll move up to 168 by Canelo, <sighs> that's when they're talking about, oh, man, he's on steroids. So I've been I've been reading a lot of articles about that, too, and I just thought that was funny. Yeah. That's funny. That is funny. Uh, speaking of steroids, Baumgartner. My lady, my baby. Mm -hmm. How do you like the fact that in the last five years, we've got some bad female boxers? Okay, so you know what? I, I, said, I, I, I try to be really self-aware with a lot of the material that we cover. And we say, not that I care what we, anybody thinks, but we like for a certain point. And then you know what I came down to it? You know what I came, came with? I will always look at, a woman as a woman first before mm -hmm. an athlete, hands down. I don't care how great I don't care how great you are at a sport. When I see Serena Williams, I'm not thinking of a tennis player. I'm thinking she's bad. Oh, and she plays tennis, and she's a great tennis player too. That's because so, you're a straight male. I, 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 every straight male does this. And I and I don't see and I will like, defend I will defend this with any. With anybody, yeah. male or female, like Prodigy yeah. and the Illuminati, this might be the first time it's ever been publicly said by. Yeah, it's just like I will Recorded always, today, I will documented. Alicia, Alicia Bumgarner is fine. She's fine. She's bad. She's bad. But anyway, anyway, and she's also a champion. Yes. So here I'm going to read this from uh, ESPN.com. It was like undisputed, like junior, blase, blase. Tested positive for two banned substances during the voluntary anti-doping leading into her July 15th fight. Although she beat her unanimous decision. Her first uh, release statement saying she tested positive, but the she test. the second the the test that she took afterwards they both came back negative. That's the most important one. There you go. Most important one. Yeah. Hey, coke's in your system three days. Yeah. It wasn't there on the day of the fight. I was good. Yeah, it was, like, <laughs> it was out. I'm it, gone. It was out too, and I think they and I think it takes a while for you know. You know, I, I try not to dig too deep in like the. The Balco and the steroids and all that—it's like, it is what it is, man. I, I you can't control it. It's like you, you can't and control it. So with fighting, I understand why this definitely should be monitored, regulated, because. Mm -hmm. But how much of it and how big of a difference does it matter? Mm -hmm. I don't know if we haven't seen in UFC. We got to see flashes of it with dudes like Alvarine when they're jacked and yeah. the domination they do. But it's, it's never really been out of control in boxing because they've been on it for a while. So for I think this is something you're gonna see. Start happening more in female boxers. Things might start popping up. Um, I don't think, but it might end the exact same way. But I think things are gonna start more popping up because now that females in combat sports are rising yeah. overall. Now and we gotta start, start looking some at some of the substances that we got. We gotta start looking for men testosterone, things that you shouldn't yeah. be taking because yeah. you're a woman, you're not identified woman. You're a born woman, yeah. and this is will give you a competitive edge outside of used to having a penis. You know what I'm <laughs> so. Glad she beat it. Yeah. Good to see the path she's on. I know. I was like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, no, not my baby. And I was like, I saw it came back uh, negative. I was like, all right, cool, perfect. I didn't think so. 
right, there are some people, even though I don't know them personally, I feel like I know them, and I was like, she would never do that. So we're going to touch on this one real quick. Uh, UFC this Saturday, I, I had you watch the highlight. Sugar Sean O'Malley got a good good little KO on Aljo. Aljurain, I don't even know his name. You know, I still as Aljo. I, t- I know we've spoken about this before. Do you know how I always pick my UFC fighters? Black guy, white guy. No, black, yeah. Go with the black guy first, mm-hmm. and then, then I go with the guy with the little shorts. Mm. I always feel like the guy with the smaller shorts, he has more confidence. He's got balls. Not just showing them, but he's got balls. He's showing them and all that. that that's, how, that's how I pick that. That being said, I don't know how I'd feel about a dude with pink braids beating me. That's why. That's why you don't want to get beat up by Takashi 6ix9ine. Or you yeah, don't have to by him, right? So, you know, I take every chance I can get in bashing UFC whenever I do. But uh, when you showed me the highlights, I. Did like the counter punch and I love what it would what beat speed? Timing. Timing. Yep. All the so you rushed in, you overextend yourself, and you paid the cost for it. You know what? I don't watch a lot of UFC, but this is one of the first times that I've seen somebody basically do a standing ground and pound. I don't know how common that I mean, is. Long arms, yeah. But those long arms, I was just you like, usually you like usually that. you have to like uh Get on top of them, or you know, basically to to have that leverage to hammer fist them or mm-hmm. any of that kind of stuff like that. But I was like, he was able to do that from his flat feet to do mm-hmm. that like that. That seems pretty amazing. Like I can still respect the sport and the things ah, that yeah, it has. Right, a... right. Let's come full circle real quick too. Uh, right after the fight, he calls out Javante Davis. Oh god, <laughs> that's too much crossing over, man. I'm. I'm... I wish I Why? had that moment on video. Why? Are they even in the same weight class? I don't even know what the weight classes are for UFC. But How do you feel about the UFC right now? I, 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 oh. uh, that went exactly as planned. Well, now we're back. Back to, I love the praise. Now, if you're a manager, we would have to do that opposite. Obviously, start with the low, end with the praise. But because we are who we are, this is Squared Circle 101. We're going to leave on the UFC on that note. That was a good counter punch, but Sugar Sean, just stop it, stop it, stop it. Nobody ever for boxing is ever to call out anybody in MMA, ever, until, yeah. unless you're that big, right? you got to be that big. But they're always going to come calling for the money because we know where the money is. You say the sport's better, who gets more money, right? Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's obviously a lot of politics, things, head start, but we know who you want to be. I think, uh, think strength-wise and with the background, I think Terrence Crawford could make it in the UFC. I think he could too. Yeah, <laughs> he was on Rogan. They asked him. Rogan asked him about that. He said, "He said you ain't." He just straight said, "You ain't kicking me. Nobody's kicking me. I ain't getting kicked by anybody." Yeah, that's exactly what he said. And the thing is, didn't entertain. I believe him. I believe he's him. Phys- he's physically strong. Mm-hmm. He has the box. You see, he has the boxing IQ out there. He's smart, and then he has a wrestling background. Yeah, he said. He said we could wrestle all day. We could box all day. He said, "But you are not kicking." <laughs> that's what he says. And I loved it. I love it. Now. All right, so let's get ready to close this out here. We got Jared Anderson versus Andre Rodenko. I, I know we've seen Rodenko fight. I'm not sure on his record off the top of my head. Um, Jared Anderson, perfect record. What is it? How many wins, KOs? Let me. I, I had something else up. Okay, my bad. My fault. No, that's not your fault. But let me see. So The real yeah. big baby. So Jared Anderson, 15-0 with 14 knockouts. And what were Sorry. you asking for? Who's he's, uh, Andre Rodenko? Who's he going against? Oh, he's thirty-five and six, twenty-one knockouts. Okay. Yeah. So we got somebody with. Uh... They're trying to get rounds. They mm-hmm. want to get rounds. That's what the biggest thing is. Because um, one of the, it's we we saw I think 
Wilder probably had the best, the longest streak of uh, knockouts and wins in a row, right? So it's good for this guy. His last fight, I forgot, he did not get the KO. Got his first full rounds or whatever. So that's good for Jared. He said, he said, and he said he needed the rounds. Like so, hey, who knows? Yeah. Who, yeah, you. When you're that big and you're knocking everybody out, man. One of the things they you try to drag them into deep waters. Um, going through looking through uh, through Andre's record, and he fought that uh, Zile Zhang guy. Yeah, he lost. Zang, he lost, lost to him, him too. So who's the champion now? Mm -hmm. So it's like you. Don't know too many of these names. Looks like a lot of it uh, Eastern took place European in e Eastern European. Um, but, dude, you can't put a price on experience. Jared Anderson's at the crossroads right now. He's at the crossroads. Where he's going to have to start stepping into the great things. Mm -hmm. Because yep. now we're going to find out what you're made of. Yep. Um, because, like, my perfect example, who's a Puerto Rican dude who was on a hot streak for a hot second and looked like trash lately? Um, Berlanga. Oh, uh, hot oh streak. Berlanga? Yeah. Turning into a big disappointment lately. Mm -hmm. Looking bad in these fights, barely getting these wins, barely can call it. So, Jared Anderson, this is a turning point for you. Experiences is real, but how are you going to handle this guy and get him out of there? All right. Also, this weekend is Alexander Usyk versus Daniel Dubois. Yes, sir. So, right before I go into looking into this fight a little bit, the first headline that pops up, Jim Lampley says Fury's ducking Usyk. I'm going to segue and then I'm going to come back. Okay. All right. That's how you do a transition. All right. So we haven't seen it. We have we see that uh Tyson Fury has a new, a new miniseries on uh Netflix right mm -hmm. now. You said you watched about 20 minutes into it. Yeah. We're I'm going to get into it and maybe by next week we should have all the episodes watched between us. That's going to be our homework. Mm -hmm. Um and then I haven't seen it, but one of the things is I stay in boxing groups just like I, I like I just I, it turns out that I like gossip. It's like, I like gossip. And I, 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 I like gossip. <laughs> but it's just like one of those things. I'm dead serious yeah. in everybody's comments. And I'm just looking. I'm just scrolling. I'm giggling to myself or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and some dude said, after watching the first two episodes of this Tyson Fury, doc, uh, this Tyson Fury thing, he said, any fight that is made or not made, it's 100% on Tyson Fury. Yeah. And he said that just from watching the TV show. So it's just like, there are people, some yeah. people who are just sporadic and they just don't nearly care as much because we did see Tyson Fury go off the deep end. He got into the coke and the drinking and all that yeah, yeah. after winning the mm -hmm. title from um, Klitschko. from Klitschko and stuff like that. And, and worst, even just even just when he talks, one of the worst talks, fights to ever watch. Yeah. Oh yeah, terrible. And we don't even say that much about. There's there's been a lot of fights that we watch and we could justify. This whole style changed up. Yeah. Too, so. But it, it's you can see in him that. He, I don't even think he cares for the most part. Sometimes, like you know, he is a wild card. He mm -hmm. is, le he is a gypsy. He is, yeah. a, he's a yeah. legit gypsy. He's a wild card. And then, so with the king of the sneak, just Jim Lampley saying that, and and from the comment, without even me watching the show, and I'm like, I can 100% believe that. Yeah. You feel like you're the best. Mm -hmm. You holding all the cards. You don't even have to hold all the belts, but you hold all the cards. I don't it's think just he's like, ducking Usyk. I, I just think Usyk is. It ain't about the money to Usyk. It's about. Greatness and greatest. legacy, and I don't think Tyson cares about any of that. I don't either. I think because he, he knows. So he's I don't a even think it's a duck. I don't. I, don't, I just don't no, think he cares about not, it. You're just not on. He's not, he's, he's looking just like, over it's you, whatever. bro. Whatever. He's it's looking like, over you. And I'm it, not it, looking at you, dudes. I'm looking past you. Yeah, and it, it's. I don't even think it's not a knock to Usyk. It's just like yeah. to him, it's probably sees too easy of a fight because mm -hmm. the size or whatever reasons. So he's just like, and then the Ganu thing got talking, and he saw probably dollar signs, but he's the Gypsy King. And then, and then the thing is. 
Tyson Fury's already got the legacy. He's done, yeah. He's he's already got, he got the, the legacy. Trilogy. He's, he's got the yeah, trilogy. He's got the trilogy. He's got he's got names under he's got good names under his Great belt. Great names, yeah. Got a good knockouts, he's undefeated. Mm -hmm. I mean, hey man, that's how you want to go that's out. That's how you want to go top. out, exactly. That's on how top. you want to go out on top. And and he's holding the WBC hostage. Yeah. Why not? These guys, these guys have what got. Do you think they go? Or do you think they would actually strip them? No, I don't think they got. I don't There's nobody he, worth giving it to. You don't have the balls. To you don't. Them. I don't think so. Because Gypsy King will destroy him on the internet too. Mm -hmm. So now Alexander Usyk and Daniel Dubois. I don't. I don't think anybody beats Usyk. Let's say if Tyson Fury's gone from heavyweight division. Let's say, we'll speak it. We'll speak in terms of his, as he's retired. As of today, I think Usyk runs the table. Nobody beats him. He Wilder might knock him out, but I don't know. Uh, I, his skill is too good. I, I his his skill. So, all right, I'm gonna do this. this is gonna be this is gonna be kind of a two parter mm -hmm. as far as is as, as far as it. So, so Daniel Dubois, he lost to Joe Joyce, yep. right? That's who's fighting Zhang. Is, is is Usyk a better a boxer than Joe Joyce? Way better. Okay. All right, so you answered that for me. Now, is Usyk a better boxer than Tyson Fury? If we take, if we take, no, no, uh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about not if we take. I'm talking about who's the better chess player. Basically, yeah. pass next. Okay, <laughs> I get it, and I like that because. Who knows what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows what the Bronze Bomber learned mm -hmm. from fighting Tyson Fury three yeah. times? Keep saying, yeah. That's so true. you got somebody who's not two hundred and seventy pounds weighing on mm -hmm. you. Yeah, yeah. And prob like, I don't think anybody else, yeah, maybe not in history, can take that punch that Tyson Fury took from Deontay Wilder no. and get up Nobody multiple yeah. times. Multiple times. No. So. Yeah, yeah, his brain. Uh, and I'm, and, and I'm, I'm not even the, the fight. This is a hypothetical fight, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying that yeah. that's what I'm seeing too. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I agree, <laughs> I agree there. But yeah, that's 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 good. That's a good example there. For Daniel Dubois, this is this is a great fight though for Alexander Usyk because this is the the, the young the young lions. Yeah, nineteen and one with eighteen knockouts. Young lions losses to Joe Joyce. A lot of hype behind him. Uh, Joe Joyce, a lot of hype, and he just suffered his first loss too. But Usyk's still undefeated. Mm-hmm. Got three of the four belts. Still, so he's he's the top man. He just don't got the WBC belt. That's it. So shout out to Usyk on, on that one note. So make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Square Circle 101 or hit us up on IG at Square Circle 101 or talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. How are we winning today? If you don't have self-discipline, you're not in control of your own life. That's right. Edgy, look it up. <laughs> Yeah, you still love it. Just... Yeah. I'm out. <laughs>